I am Coach Sean Dumas, head basketball coach at McDonald 35 High School, D McDonald 35 High School. Got to say it with your chest with some pride. And guess what? Tune in to FanView Podcast. Tune in to the FanView Podcast once again. Episode Fan View Podcast. I'm that boy Fred G Sports man. Back at it. Again, Back at it man. again. Excited. Excited. Excited, man. Got my dude in the building, man. Woo! Sean. Let me let me let me rewind. <laughs> the Sean Dumas, man. <laughs> the Sean Dumas. Uh the newly hired McDonald 35 head basketball coach. Absolutely. Come Absolutely. On. Come on. Appreciate you for coming on the podcast, man. Uh, you know, been knowing you for a while now, bro. I know you over there on, you know, in the seven ward. Seven ward. Mm. Ryan Eagle Drive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trying to turn that thing around. Um, 35. 35. You got to say it with some pride. Three right. Five. Say it with your chest. 35. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Man, I know you're getting ready to embark on a new season and, and a new journey over it's there. Right. And, and to get that thing turned around, man. But I appreciate you for coming on the Fan View podcast, man, yep. to kind of fellowship with us and, and tell your story, man. That's what we like to do. Yep. Right. Um, I say this all the time, bro. Uh, we like to entertain, but we like to educate, educate. and inform. And I know your story is a hell of a story. Uh, I know some people are going to be able to take something from, from this it. podcast. Yeah. But like I always say, Fred, we like to start the Fan View yeah. podcast off, Sean, all, all right. with talking about your journey. Your journey. Sean, take us back, man. Uh, when did you fall in love with basketball? When did you know that this was going to be something that God led you to do, not only to play in high school and in the next level at Xavier University, but to also go to high school and lead young people the way you've been doing, man, and win state championships and help kids get into college and yep. and, and pour into them. Man, first of all, thank y'all for having me, fellas. No doubt. No doubt. Second time um, coming, baby. Second time, baby. No doubt. Yeah, first time, time was virtual. First, first time was virtual. First, first time, time was virtual. Yeah, so I'm spe- I feel a little special. <laughs> you know, I feel a little special right <laughs> now. A little virtual. Let no me doubt. sit up a little. I feel a little special. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. man. Uh, nah, no doubt, man. Um, shucks, man. Hell of a journey. No doubt. You yeah. know, um, the journey been great, man. Um, actually, guys, you know, the journey started off as me being a football player. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. So, football so, is my first love. And so, in the midst of it, man. Uh, what is that? St. Augo, which is like. Man, like. Park ball. Park ball. Park ball coming what park up you play for? I played for D. Milne. Uh oh. Uh oh. I know a lot of people go like to hit that. Milne Raiders. Y'all deep with that Milne. Three years undefeated, you know. Um, you know, my Milne Raiders stand mm-hmm. up, you know, three, <laughs> yes. three city champs back to back to back. You know, we, we were really like that, you know. You didn't happen to play with Brennan Harris, huh? At Milne, huh? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might, he might have played for Goretti. He probably played for Goretti. I might have a pause. A lot of kids played for Goretti. Brennan Shot? No, Brennan Harris. He, he coached uh, linebackers at Cough. No, at Cough. No, 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 no. Okay. No, okay. no but, but you know, we, we uh, you know, we we put it on everybody, you know, three years undefeated. Um, you know, 30-0. Won uh, three city championships back to back to back. 30-0. You know. Uh, what, what position you played? I played running back. Running back. You got that running back build. Yeah, running back. Running back know? was popular back then. Back then. Yeah, yeah, not no more, man. Right, <laughs> they, no, right, they, no. They shipping you in, shipping you out. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you damaged goods now, nah, Damaged goods now. Nah, damaged God. goods. But nah, man, the journey started off with me. I was a uh, 
football player, man, mm-hmm. and I, I went to St. Aug to play football, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and somewhere along the lines, man, you know, ba- I played basketball to stay in shape, you know. Um, basketball was just a tool I used for football. Yeah. Um, but shucks, man, I, I ended up um, some kind of way, you know, playing some AAU. A few people saw me. Yep. Um, and that's kind of how the journey started, man. Uh, I played, I played uh, actually my freshman year, the summer of my freshman year, I quit. Fo- I, I quit basketball to play football. Right. I quit. I was like, man, I'm just gonna focus on football. You know. And, uh, and that's when y'all had like Akeem Charlie and Michael Franklin mm-hmm. and all like Franklin. back then. Mm-hmm. Michael Franklin. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, I really, I really locked in on on football. But uh, man, uh, Coach Jaluk and Coach Mims, Coach Mims at Warren Eastern, and Coach Jaluk was my AAU coach for the Amazons, man. And uh, they 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 told me to stick with it a little bit, so I stuck with it. I had a great year. Um, I had a great basketball year that year, um, great summer, and um, it was good, man. So I just kind of stuck with it. Uh, one thing led to another, man, and I'm, you know, I was getting more, I was getting recruited more in basketball than football. Um, that's kind of how the journey kind of started. Right. And I kind of mm-hmm. found that passion, that love. Um, you know, signed to. Uh, I had a, obviously I had some D ones that that wanted me, but I didn't have the academics. Right. Gotcha. So I was okay, man. But I, you know, ACT stopped a lot of brothers. Right. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you needed a certain, back at that time, you needed like a certain ATT. Yeah. You needed like a, like a 20 or something. Like, you needed like some ridiculous yeah, number. And the lower your GPA was, the higher yep. you had the to higher, be. The oh, higher yeah. ACT had yep. to be. Yeah, Correct. Man. So it was crazy, mm-hmm. right? So um, long story short, man, I ended up um, signing to Lyme Morris. Lyme Morris at the time was the number three JUCO in the country. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. What is it? Lyme Morris in Texas. Texas. I've never mm-hmm. heard of that. Yeah, Ju- yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the best JUCO leagues in the country. Um, but man, I was you know everybody used to hoop back at home at home at Xavier all the hoopers that's where they hooped at for real like the the pros the, the pros, pros. Jr. Smith all the pros all the pros there Chris Paul Brandon Bass Lane everybody from Alabama that came out of high school mm-hmm. yeah man and so Dan Jackson had everybody you know uh, come because he you know he had the organization the mm-hmm. uh, the Jazz yep correct so everybody came to the gym you know if you were somebody you could hoop everybody played at Xavier everybody played at Xavier and man you know I'm I graduate I'm into my senior year. I'm like, man, let's, you know, let's, I'm just going to go and hoop. That's the only place we can play at, you know, back in that time. We didn't have a gym where we can go to. Mm. Correct. We was outside, you mm-hmm. know, we was trying to figure playground. it out. Yeah, you know, on the playground. Mm-hmm. For real. Playground. And so, uh, man, I'm playing, and uh, shucks, man, I, I'm having some good, some good, some, some good, good runs. days. Yeah, some good runs. And Jackson, like, what you think about coming to Xavier? I say, man, what you talking about? So you Xavier. was already enrolled at the Jupiter? No, I already signed my letter of intent. Yeah, already signed. I signed my letter of intent, right? Um... And Jackson, like, what you think about coming to Xavier? I said, coming to Xavier? I said, you know, listen, I had some D1 interest. I'm like, why would I, you know, in my mind, like, why would I? So I said, man, talk to my people. And he did that. And so, uh, man, long story short, man, we ended up taking a tour, and I felt like God gave me a second chance, man, because I ain't do it right academically Mm -hmm. the first time at St. Aug, right? Um, I didn't didn't sleep, but I just did enough to get by. You know what I gotcha. mean? And so I felt I, I looked at it. my opportunity. Yeah. And Xavier was my my chance that God gave me a chance to kind of make it right. But you went from a school where Xavier is a very high academic school. High academic school, huh? It's a high academic yeah. school for HBCU. Yeah, yeah. Listen, people don't know about Xavier, Louisiana. Listen, that degree brother. whole weight. A lot of it. Major weight. Yeah. 1925 stand up. Mm. <laughs> I like that pride yeah. you got, man. Yeah. I love that pride. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do that. You're going to do it like that. Right. Um, but you know, I, I I really took it serious. Gotcha. You know, and because it was a it was a it was a different it was a different kind of passion then. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. 
because the of barn. The barn. The barn. The barn. I the used barn. to be there. You know, Roger Collins, that was, that was my man, my classmate. He used to cut me up all the time. <laughs> Slim, what's up, baby? <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Boy, Slim used to keep me fresh. We just was talking about you. We yeah. just was talking about you. As a matter of fact, it's, it's funny you brought his name up. And uh, he told me, he said, when you came in as a freshman and they were upperclassmen, you used to challenge the upperclassmen. You came in with this level of confidence and you was picking people up 94 feet and your your personality and, and what you mm-hmm. brought to the table was so infectious on the team. He just told me that, like, not too long ago when he was down here from Atlanta. Man, you, and you know what's crazy because, like, I tell people all the time, like, my, my vision, one, you know, I had some guys that was really good in front of me, so I ain't had Chevy's brim or Mike Brown. I couldn't come. I couldn't Mark come. Mark Stewart. Mark Stewart. Like, I couldn't come. Dream major. And just, like, you know, just have stuff. I had to come with it or you was going to have a long day. You know what I mean? But then again, I had a different vision. Like, I didn't want to just stay at Xavier. My, my vision was to go to the league. You know what I'm right. saying? Or to play pro. Like, that was my vision. Right. So, if that's my vision, I know I done played against the best. I done outplayed the best. I'm not coming there just to kind of, you know, just just to be okay. I'm just coming to be a to guy. Be, I'm coming there to be the guy. To, to be the guy. Yeah. And so, obviously, you know, man, we had some All-Americans on that team. You had Tim Green. You had Slim. You had, you know, Chef. You had some really good guys. So, I knew I had to come in and play a role, you know. And so, my role was to come in, keep the level of intensity high, play hard. And when I got my minutes, man, I tried to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Bring me back to the barn, dog. No, listen. Listen. So, the barn so, used to get, like, that 05, 07 year with Chris Paul and – and, and, and J.R. Smith, listen, the barn was the barn. I told... The barn. The barn. I told Coach A.J. Williams, who's the head coach at Xavier, who's doing a phenomenal yeah. job. It's my guy. Phenomenal man. job. Phenomenal. Him and Coach Mitch. I just seen Coach A.J. We took a trip, we took a trip to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Two different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I was te- I was telling them, I said, when they built the, the new arena, yeah. I was like, it's nice, and, I, and, I, and I'm happy for y'all. But it ain't the bone. It ain't the same, bro. DJ Jubilee in the corner. The squad was coming up. Man, Wayne, Wayne. Listen, (laughs) bro, it's different. The hot boys. Listen, it's different. (laughs) You dive on the floor for a loose ball and a crowd picking you up, giving. Man, what? It's different. Slim used to put me on the list. Roger Collins, who you know, I got to represent for the Tri Paris. Yeah, HL Bourgeois, man. Yeah, I got to put on for my city. Yeah. Uh, but he used to put me on the list. He used to say, "G." We play at seven, right? But the girls play at get five. Right get here at four forty-five. Yeah, four forty-five. He said you don't get here by four forty-five. Not getting there. You might Sorry. not get in, even on, even if you're on the list. Sorry. And when I used to come to the games, dog, I felt like I was at a concert slash basketball game slash party. Epic. It, it was that Epic. type of atmosphere, bro. Talk about playing in a barn and 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 just. All, all, all the times y'all had at the barn, man, bro. Listen, you know the thing about it is the 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 atmosphere was infectious, right? Yeah. So like you got you got everybody in there, right? You got everybody in there. Everybody that's somebody. Everybody that's somebody in there. You know what I'm saying? So like you like man, I'm about to come and play hard, cause you know what I mean, like. Because watch this, the other teams came with that same attitude. Like, we about to go play in the barn, right? So they came with their A game. Like, they knew they couldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They knew they couldn't come and have stuff. So, because mm-hmm. um, they knew people was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it was crazy, the atmosphere, man. You know, everybody, 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 man. You got DJs. You got um, <laughs> the student <laughs> the student section. The fan base was just cr- crazy. 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 And, and, the, and the court. 
was right up on what right the fans said. Yeah, if I say. That's the baseline. Yeah. And this is the bleachers. No doubt. You know what I mean? So, like, anything that's going out, anything that's going out of bounds, you all, you... <laughs> Y'all, you're y'all taking the ball. You're taking the ball. Yeah. You're taking yeah. the ball. If you don't oppose the team, they talking crazy to you. They talking crazy to you, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, like, it's, you know, you know how the games get intense sometimes. So, like, if there's a loose ball and you, you kind of got to tie up and you face to face with your opponent, start playing knuck if you buck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the youngsters know that. So, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knuck <laughs> you buck. Yeah. <laughs> the gym go crazy. crazy. I mean, it's that like, was that era. Man, it's that era, man. Everybody dancing. Everybody dancing. Everybody in the, in the crowd. Down. Everybody dancing. No, it's in the hard crowd. to stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> it's Xavier, bro. I can't walk around on that no, campus. No, 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 you can't, can't do it. Can't bro, do it was it. hard nah. to stay focused, bro. Yeah, it was. You, you had to have a level of discipline. <laughs> That's what I tell my boys right now. You know, because discipline is everything. You got to, man. Like, you know, you got to understand what you're there for because it's easy to. Go there mm-hmm. and get shipped right back out. Yep. If you ain't focused. You yeah, know, you gotta, you know, the, the ratio was twenty three, like twenty. At that time, it was like twenty three, twenty five to one. one. You know That's what I mean? They, they walking around campus all day, every day. Yeah. When I'm walking on Xavier Camp, I'm like, "What are dudes?" What are not dudes? that I'm looking for dudes. I'm no. just like, bro, I see women everywhere. everywhere, everywhere. So you you gotta have discipline. You gotta know. You gotta you gotta know why you're there. Because if not, it's easy to get that uh, side uh, sidetrack. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it was man, it was it was live. It was some of the best moments, man, of, of basketball I ever played in my life. And I bet you, when Coach Dan asked you, would you consider coming to Xavier? And of course, you you felt like you was better than that because you was getting no, recruited sure. by some D ones. Would you do you regret that experience? Man, I don't, man. I don't. I don't regret it because I felt like I was called to go there. You know what I mean? Right. Um. I. I you know, it was bigger than basketball for me, right? No doubt. And it's crazy because, you know, you think about like my journey at Xavier. So my freshman year, I ended up leading the nation in steals. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember that? Um. I led my team in assists. You was picking people up ninety four feet. Ninety four feet. Right. I remember that. Um. My sophomore year, Katrina happened. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. But then, um. They gave us that year back. Yeah, they did back. Man, you talk about like peep this out. Going into my south my sophomore year, my ratio sophomore year, I get a chance to go to Adidas Nations. Adidas Nations is when, you know, the college guys yep. and the young guys, mm-hmm. you know, the college guys were man, I met Adidas Nations with, you know, my little brother DJ Augustine, mm-hmm. Derek Rose, Kevin Love, <laughs> Mario Ch- Watch this. All those dudes at these big schools, and I'm at Xavier. Right, I'm at Kate Love at UCLA, Mario Chalmers at Kansas. Kansas right? I mean, DJ is at Texas. Texas. Listen, I'm at Xavier, right? And I'm there, and I'm doing the same thing. Ain't nothing different. I'm picking up 94 feet. You know what I mean? And I feel like God used me in that situation, man, because at that time, you know, going to my sophomore year, I really got saved. You know what I mean? Like, I really got saved and dedicated, like, my whole everything to God. You feel me? And um, and I felt like God just started having his, shining his favor on me, you know? Man, I'm at, I'm at Adidas name. I'm not supposed to be there. I'm, I'm at Xavier. These dudes play in front 21,000, 20,000. I'm playing in front. No, you playing in the barn. In the, in the barn. barn. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. The barn was real. <laughs> and it was real. Come on, I, I, I ain't downplaying. The barn was real. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, just on paper, that's not supposed to happen, right? Correct. But that was fake. The outside looking in. The outside, the outside looking, looking in. in. Man, but watch this. Man, I go there, man, and, have, and, and cut up. Right? Cut up. You know what I mean? To the point where, I don't know if y'all, I was featured in a slam magazine. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Kobe was on the front of the. I'm. A, I'm gonna bring it. I'm. A, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you a picture of it. Kobe was on the front of it with the American flag. 
uh, mm-hmm. from the, the no, USA team. That. And I was, uh, Agri Sam did a, a feature on me called Pitching Me Balling. Come on. Yeah. Homebra. Yeah, 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 yeah. I seen y'all some pictures of it. It was dope, man. Um, man, when I, when, when I tell y'all cut up, when I that cut up, man. Um, and it was great because that kind of pioneered me on the national circuit. Know what I mean? And so you talk about trading that experience. Man, I ain't, you know, I got a chance to have that national experience mm-hmm. right there, Xavier. Mm-hmm. And guess what, man? We got a chance to like really bring in, bring in like some heavy hitters, man. My senior year, Spike Lee flew down and can't watch me play. I got the pictures. It's That's on an experience. It's on That's Facebook. an experience. Man, what? That's an experience. You know I mean? Against Loyola at the barn. You know what I mean? He said he so, can it. Yeah. Th- yeah. Probably was shooting a movie. Yeah, he probably was shooting a movie. <laughs> but. You know, you know how crazy that is, man. Spike Lee up in your locker room, taking a I'm picture saying. with you. I'm saying, that's what I'm you know saying. That's crazy. Yeah, that's man. crazy. That's crazy. And so, that's crazy. Going into my junior year, I get invited back to Adidas Nation. This year is at Dallas, right? And so, I'm back there with some of the top tech athletes. You know what I mean? Getting coached by NBA coaches. So all of a sudden, I'm on the radar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm on the radar. And so that kind of set up some things for me when I finished playing at Xavier, you know. And so, you know, we'll kind of get into to the rest of that, mm-hmm. you know, as we go on. Just understanding the journey, man. And, and so the journey was so great for me. It was so sweet for me because you think about it, man. Like, I mean, they had some really good point guards that played before me. Um, you know, they had some really good play, point guards that played while I was there. But they didn't get that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I really believe God's favor was on me. Um but not only that, man, I really was able to really do some things to help preserve you on the map nationally as well. I, I do want to ask you this, though, Sean, because when I used to come to the games, I, I'm just I'm a basketball junkie, yeah. uh, high school basketball historian. You know, I was I was in the building when y'all lost. Uh, Ooh. Y'all played DJ now. JP cut up, <laughs> you man. know, and, and, and they took y'all hard. But just talking to – you know, Roger Collins, Mark Stewart, Dreon Major, Coach Dan Jackson about what kind of player you was at Xavier. And not just on the court, but, like, how you just carried yourself just around campus. Yeah. Um, talk about your upbringing, bro. Like, you know, what your parents instilled in you and how you became the person that right. you were. Because Word. I think that's important to talk about because you see a lot of kids, they might be very talented. Yeah. But they get to college and they don't understand how to – Conduct themselves. They don't know how to communicate. They don't understand that you got to play a certain role until it's your time. Your time. And, and things of that nature, man. Kind of touch on that. Man, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you guys asked that question because when I was coming up, you know, I was the youngest. I had two older brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad was around. My dad was tough on us. You know, he was a real man's man. My mom ain't cut no corners with us. You know what I mean? And so, like, my whole life, I started playing sports, like organized sports, because I just wanted to be better than my brothers in sports. It was really good. Want to prove something. You know what yeah. I mean? So my upbringing was this. Like, I never was allowed to quit. Anything I got, I had to earn it. Right? Yep. If I wanted to go to the movies with my friends, I had to make sure I cut, cut the grass, wash dishes. You know what I'm saying? I had to make sure I <laughs> did all my some, 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 some sort of work to get that, to get that opportunity. I had to get it, right? And so, you know, I ain't come up and we wasn't rich. You know what I'm saying? But, like, my dad worked hard. My mom worked hard. And anything that I, I needed in between, I learned how to work to get it. So, well, I said, if I needed $15 if my people ain't had it, I go rake leaves. I go cut somebody else's grass. I go wash somebody else's car. You know what I mean? Um, because I understood the yeah, process. They got love bugs in their car. 
Yeah, <laughs> those are the facts. They got love bugs all over the place. They, all, all, all cars need to be washed all in, the, in the woods, Orleans. And that's why I tell people all the time: there's a lot of ways you can get it. Now, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front. My friends, they was doing crazy stuff, right? Right. My friends, they were stealing cars. My friends, it was, you know, what I'm saying they, they was, still stealing cars. They still stealing cars. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that's like a thing. That's the thing, right? <laughs> the thing. But it's quick, come on, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, y'all. Like, they did a good job of like keeping me out of that, but also. You know, I think the biggest thing was I like my I seen I seen it done the wrong way. Yeah. So much in my family. Right. And in, in my in my friendships too. I seen it done the wrong way. I just wanted something different. You know what I mean? And so uh, you know, man, everything I did, I was I was never allowed to quit. Right. So like you talk about waiting your turn, man. When I was coming up, things wasn't fair. But my dad never let me quit. Like if I talked to him, man, I supposed to be no, well, if that's what you think that's supposed to happen, then you need to prove it every single day. You know what I mean? I remember I was playing for um, I was playing for Biddy 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 Nationals. Man, I was an All American, and I came off the bench. I thought I should have been starting, right? You know, my pops told me, "Well, you ain't starting, but every time you get on the court, you make it show that coach can't take you out the game, make that's yourself it. undeniable, right?" So guess what? Every time I got in the game, I made it extremely hard for coach to take me out the game. And I was all American coming off the bench. That blue and black, that, that yellow and black basketball, baby. You know what I mean? That yellow. <laughs> and I, re- I refuse, I refuse to let anybody or anything just kind of take me out of what I wanted to do. And I was stubborn like that. You know what I mean? So my upbringing was, I man, I got two older brothers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They make it hard on me. You know what I mean? I, I'm good for my age group, but they still killing me in the backyard. You know, so I ain't that good yet. So that kept me level headed. You know what I mean? That kept me hungry, kept me wanting to, wanting to, wanting to grind. You know, because, you know, they talking crazy to me. Yeah. They talking crazy, like, man, you sad, you know? And so I'm like, man, I'm all right. I got you. So I'm in the backyard shooting. Shooting. You know getting what I mean? Getting buckets. I'm getting buckets by myself. By myself. In my backyard. I had an eight and a half, I had an eight and a half foot goal. Having game seven back though. Having game seven. Sean Dumas for the winner. Right. Nowadays, <laughs> look, and it's crazy because I, that's the mind games I play with myself, right? Most, right, right. Most people would have been like, man, I don't have a 10 foot goal. I ain't use, I ain't use, man, drug dealers bought me a goal. <laughs> drug dealers bought me a goal. They seen how, how, how dedicated, they bought me a goal and they bought me some basketball. They're like, man, you gonna, you gonna, you gonna be the one. So you, you grew up in, in, in A-Ward. In A-Ward. Woo. So, you went to St. Aug. How did that transpire? Like, why did you go to St. Oak? I, I always like to ask this question. Listen, my brothers went to Fauché, right? My brothers <laughs> went to Fauché. My, my whole family went to Fauché and Corn. So my whole family went to Fauché. And it's crazy because Coach Wu coached my older brother, my brother my, my, my brother I'm, that's still living. Um, Coach Wu coached him, so I used to always be in the gym with Coach Wu, and he the AD at 35 now. So it's kind of full circle moment. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, full circle moment. Coach Wu a legend, man. Legend, yes. Baby. Shout out no to doubt. Coach Wu. For sure. Um... I got man, you know, I had pretty much all the schools in the Catholic League wanted me to come play football for them. You know, Jesuit, Brother Martin. Brother Martin. So Foshi and Corn was out of it. They didn't have a man. shot. Cool, I love you, bro, but y'all ain't have a shot. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Back then, no. But you was going to St. Norman football, though. So I was going to St. Norman football. Because Foshi and Corn was good in basketball. It was good in ba- basketball. Man, actually, Foshi beat us my junior year in the playoffs. They beat us. They beat Saint Aug my junior in the playoffs. So you that's know, when they I, had Thomas. That's when they had Nunny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas with the Southeast with me. Mm-hmm. Thomas was real good. Left hand. My guy, man. Yep. That's my guy. What up, boy? Uh, so where he at now? Man, he um he was in Texas. 
Man, if you ever talk to Tommy, tell him I asked him about him, bro. I will. I will. We be we be chopping it up on Facebook, man. Yeah, Tommy, good dude, bro. Shout out bro. to Facebook. I yep. still I still rock I still rock <laughs> out on Facebook. We get older. We gotta be on Facebook. Yeah, that's man. That's the original. That's the yeah, pioneer. Man, that's the pioneer. Pioneer. One love to Facebook. Look, everybody had that list. You used to have you. First of all, people who don't understand, you had, you had to have a college ID yep. for Facebook before yep. it became public. College, you had to have a college before it college became email. public in 2007, yep. 2008. You needed a college ID. Facts. You needed a college email. If you didn't have a college email, you couldn't get a Facebook account. Facebook. Yeah, man. And it was peaceful back then. Yeah. It was. It was. It, it went all, hey, yeah. hey, but look, that library was lit. <laughs> it was lit, bro. All that poking was going on. A lot of poking was going on. And poking was going on. Hey, look, you poke somebody. Can you still poke like, on Facebook? I don't, I don't know. even think so. I, think they, I don't know. They, I mean, they this was before the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, look, everybody was poking on Facebook. Yes, indeed. Like, you poke, what you yeah. poke, you back. <laughs> man, no what? Doubt. But listen, man, so no lie to y'all, man. I got the same dog because, you know, nobody gonna really take care of you like your own. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, You know, and y'all, y'all understand my stuff. I understand, y'all, I understand y'all, what you're saying. Y'all. But, you know, you hear the cases of, you know, when this kid is, you know, Super yep. duper good. Then he make yep. a mistake when they're seeing you. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Then all of a sudden that, that mm-hmm. kid got and it's still going on to it's this still day. day. You know what I mean? And so my people was there was like, man, I really want to see you do it with you know, with uh, your people. Yep. And yeah. so yep. um and so that's kinda how I got And I'm pretty sure they know people in the building. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, you know, they daddy probably yeah. knew some people and they felt yeah, somebody barbecue with, with yeah. somebody barbecue you know. with somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I go. Yeah. That's how I go. Somebody shot marbles or something. Yeah, somebody shot marbles. Absolutely. And so that's kind of how it happened, man. And I, you know, it's 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 a level of pride, man. When you when you when you when you at Saint Aug, um, when you going through it, and then when you graduate, man, you know, it's just a level of pride, man. Like, and obviously, I know they got a lot of schools that have pride in their in their, of course. In their school, but man, I just think Saint Aug is just different, man. It like, is. It's, it's it's completely for, for the New Orleans area. It is, man. It's for different. kids who come and go graduate out of there, and they, you know, they say, I would say, all oh, they say, it, they say it with the chest. Yeah, it, it means something. You know, it means something. And, uh, you know, it's like no matter where you go, you got somebody that's from St. Aug that's going to reach back and make sure they help the alumni. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's that's special. Yeah. You, you know, and I, I guess, you know, there's, there's places like that all around, but it's just it's just, it's just just a little different. But um, I, I kind of want to go back to when you was in college, bro. I think in everybody's lives – is always a turning point that changes you, mm-hmm. uh, that makes you look at life in a different lens, mm-hmm. different perspective. Yep. Um, talk about in college, man, when you lost your brother that was in the military, bro, and, and, and how that uh, changed you and, and how that made you look at life in a different perspective. Man, crazy. Crazy that we even having this moment around, you know, two days ago was his anniversary. Yes. Right? Three days before my birthday. Tomorrow my birthday, right? Um, Happy early birthday! Appreciate Happy that. Man. Libra season, baby. Yeah, straight like that. <laughs> so look, that was a that was that was the hardest thing I had to deal with in my life, right? Um, early, early man, early on. That was my first time having to face that so close to me. Correct. That's my brother, like Correct. my real brother. Like I grew up in a household, in the same home, same home. Like you know, what I'm saying he really, he really like invested a lot in me. You know right. what I mean? Um. And I learned a lot from him, um, but it was it was humbling, man, because my brother was twenty five. 
right? And my brother kind of got off track a little bit in life. Mm-hmm. So he was doing this thing we all in the do. streets. Correct. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was doing this thing in the streets. And my brother had his baby, man. Um, you know, when he had his daughter, his life changed. Correct. And so he went from like, you know what I'm saying, in the streets, streets. to like. I got to be a parent. I got to be a parent. He went to the army, y'all. Y'all know how hard that is? Yeah. You know what I mean? He went to the army, changed his life completely around, man. And that did something for me because that, that showed me that's hope. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can make it out of here. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know what I mean? You can make it out the hood. Yeah. Um, and my older brother was doing it. And not only did he do it for me, but he did it for people in the hood, too. They saw that, you yep. know. Um, but, man, my brother had two weeks left in his, oh, uh, in his, in his, in his stay in Iraq. He had two weeks left. He was Damn. coming back, man, driving. Um, guy was driving. He was on the back of the um, – ran over a roadside bomb in the whole platoon, you know. This um, is in Iraq. I, in Iraq, yeah. In this Iraq. people don't understand. Back at that time, obviously the country was in war. Yeah. During yeah. that time, with yeah. obviously President Bush was, you know, president. Yeah. But there's yeah. a, a lot of people were in yeah. Afghanistan. A lot of people, man. You know, it's crazy because, like, even to this day, man, when I see, you know, law enforcement, any kind of enforcement, man, mm-hmm. um, you know, Army, Navy, I salute them and tell them I appreciate your service. You know, here's the thing, man. We are able to do this right here because they're putting their lives on the line. For real. For real. For real. You no, matter right? no matter how we look at it. No matter how you look at it. No matter how we look at it. Israel, from, from Israel to, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the country underneath uh, Russia? I can't think. It's slipping my mind. It's a lot going on. Uh, there's two wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukraine. The Ukraine. Ukraine. And now you have this issue going on in Israel. There's two wars going on. Yeah, man. And so, you know, think about how many families got to, you know, deal with their loved ones being deployed. You know Can't sleep at night. Can't, sleep, Can't at night. sleep at night. You know? And so, for me, it was like, you know how you think about it, man. You're young. You just think everything just going, it's just perfect. You know? Correct. I, mean, I get that phone call, changed my whole life completely. So, and, and that was your freshman year or sophomore, sophomore year? year? Sophomore year in college, bro. So this is done in Katrina. Right after Katrina. Right after Katrina. 2006. Damn. Right after Katrina. 2006. Yep. 2006, man. And, um, man, it, it just... It was it was different. It hit different, man. But you know, it was crazy because maybe like two weeks before that, you know, I really I, and I'm gonna keep saying this. This this is who I am. I, I really got saved. You know what I mean? And like you found God. I really found God. You know what I'm saying? And that was what I really needed at that time because you know how it is, man. You going through that's a big void in your life. That big you void. Lose, you know Huge, what I'm saying? Massive. And uh, man, God was able to fill that void for me. And uh, you know. That was that was that was tough, man. How how did you know? Cause what you was about what nineteen twenty, two thousand six. Yeah, I was. Somewhere around you gotta there, be about 20, 21 at the 20, latest. Twenty one. Yeah, I was twenty. I was twenty, making twenty one. Right. Uh, take me through your thought process as it pertains to losing somebody that close, and 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 how you started looking at life. It's crazy. Man, I uh I lost my brother and maybe like two, three weeks later, I bruised my MCL. Right. Mm-hmm. Nah, you you might as well just tag. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, that's how bad it is. Correct. Right. So I gotta play a whole season with a bruised MCL and I lost my brother. Right. Um, my mindset was like, man, I gotta stay occupied. I gotta occupied. Do something. You gotta play. And this before Mental health was a thing. Yeah, man. Oh, this is way before that. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it was crazy because it was like a lot of things was going on. Like, you know, I I missed, I missed a little bit of school, obviously, because of that. And, you know, I'm in my semester, and I'm struggling in the math class. And, like, my professor, like, I, I don't know what the – I can't really help you. You know what I'm saying? Tough. You know, so I'm struggling in the math class. The rest of my class was okay. I'm struggling mentally. I'm like, man, I just lost my, you know what I'm saying, Bro, my older brother. Basically, at the Ivy League school. <laughs> at the Ivy League school, I messed my knee up, right? Man, God slowed me down, man. Like, God slowed me down for real. And, like, I really had to cling to, like, his word, you know, mm-hmm. um, my people, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I depended on my people, man, um, heavily to, to help me get out of that mess. Um, because it was a lot, bro. Um, like I said, not only that, but I had to deal with my family too. My family, my brother was so big in a family, and so everybody really took that hard, man. And um, but the but the mental side of it was, I just had to stay occupied. I had to do something so that I just didn't have any dead dead time on my hand to just think about it. And, right. You know. So yeah, it was tough, man. But nevertheless, man, we made it through. No doubt. You know what I mean? It, it and major so, warrior. Major yeah, warrior. man. And it's crazy because, like, my brother, the only thing he used to talk about was coming home to see me play. See, my brother never seen me play in college. Wow. Never. So all he talked about was coming and making sure I was doing my thing, right? And so one of the biggest things before every game, we did the national anthem uh, and we sung, you know, the national anthem. Yeah, so so I know, we, that was a big thing for you, too. Huge. Yeah. After it had happened. Huge. Yeah. And so I felt like my brother was always able to watch every game now. Right. You know what I mean? So he was, and so as we sing in the national anthem, I, I'm thinking about my brother. I'm like, man, we, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and grind this out for your big dog. How did your teammates and, like, who was that known? Man, they were uh, brothers. They embrace were, you. Man, they were brothers, man. They were, they were there with me every step of the way, man. They was at, they was at the services. Um, and anything I needed, my guys was there for no me, dog. man. No you know what I mean? And that, that was big because Jackson always, Dan Jackson, he always pre- uh, preaches a brotherhood. You know what right. I mean? And I felt like there was nothing left in my brothers, That man. proved it. You yeah. Know, there was nothing left they, in my they brothers were there. at that time. Yeah, man. It was there for me every step of the way. Straight well, like that. Take us to time after Xavier. Yeah. Time's coming to a close. You can't stay here forever. Yeah. Talk about the process when basket, bat, college basketball is over. Yeah. How does what Sean do my life looks like now? Man, you know, for me, it came to an abrupt stop, right? So for me, work out for the um, Rockets work out for the Hornets. They're the Pelicans now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have good, have good, really good workouts. You know, mm-hmm. Myron Scott was a huge fan. Um, Coach right. BJ Johnson was a huge fan of me. Coach BJ actually coached me when I was at Adidas Nation mm-hmm. for a circle mm-hmm. moment. Really good, man. Um, you know, do all my pro circuits. Really good. I was supposed to sign in, in Israel. Um, my agent had a heart attack. Right? Damn. Damn. My agent have a heart attack. Richard Avery, bless his soul, man. He passed away. He had a he heart died attack. after the heart attack. No, 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 no. He he died a few years ago. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So he had a heart attack, man, and um, you know, deal followed through. Um, now at this time, after Katrina, my people moved to Donaldsonville. So gotcha. I'm driving back and forth to work out. You know what I mean? You know, my people ain't rich, so it's like, mm-hmm. Sean, you gotta get a job. You gotta figure out how to get in, in the meantime. Yeah, you driving him to St. James Parish. <laughs> man, what? <laughs> Clifford Bart Day. Um, at St. Aug, one I go I go to watch St. Aug play after. He like, Dumas, man, won't you come see me? I'm like, Nope. I knew what he wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He wanted, you know, that I knew there was a job o- uh, opening. I was like, Nah, I ain't, I ain't coming holler at him. You know, so I'm, I'm just why? Because I, you know, I ain't want to give up the ghost. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, you want to keep dribbling the ball. I want to keep dribbling the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so people out. <laughs> so he like Dumas. 
come see me. I'm saying, I said, all right, coach, I'm going to come. I'm like, man, I am not coming nowhere near the school. About two weeks go by, another little situation pop, uh, you know, fall through the crack. I'm like, man, I need some money. I need some gas money <laughs> to keep working out. You know, I need some gas money to keep working out and stay in shape. All right. Man, I ended up going. As soon as I walk in, boy, they like doing this. I got an opening, you know, teaching social studies. Are you interested? Man, I prayed a little bit. I said, I'm going to take it. Needed some money, you know. Um, first year there, man, it was great. You know, but there was a uh, coach, when Javon Felix, I.E. London, Javon Felix. all those guys, you know, uh, Craig, Craig Victor, Victor yeah, you yeah. Know, Blake, you know, they, those were my guys, you yes. know. Um, and so, you know, Marlon, Marlon Wadsworth, World and all those guys, th- those guys, you know. Um, um, Marlon Wadsworth, World Vision. World Vision, World yeah. Vision. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, th- that was my first group, not Javon. Javon was in high school already, but, you know, Craig Victor, those were my – they were in A grade when I first got there. Mm-hmm. But I got there in the middle of the year. Man, my and I, and I was like, I'm only going to do this until, until May. I'm out of here. I got a phone call, I want to say, in like February. Coach Marlon Terrell was up in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He called me. I said, Dumas, I got a job for you. You ready? He said, you in shape? I said, man, yeah, I'm in shape. I said, I'm in class. Give me about 10 minutes. I'll call you when I get out of class. It was almost like this God moment, man, when God just started revealing, like, what I was supposed to be doing, right? I'm in class, man, and these kids, like, these kids don't know I was on the phone with a, with a coach, so I'm about to go to Mexico. They don't know that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> these kids, man, they started letting me know, Coach Sean, man, my life been changed since you got here. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, it was just like the weirdest thing. I'm like, man, what y'all, what's wrong with y'all? Like, you know what I mean? You know, that's not how people are saying all talk. That's not, that's not a guy's talk. So, but they started letting me know what I meant in their life. You know what I mean? Um, you was pouring into them? Man, pouring into them. Straight like that. You know what I mean? But long story short, man, I felt like God began to show me, man, this is what I purpose you to do. I purpose you to be who you needed when you was in high school. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Powerful right And now. it's crazy because to this day, I never called Coach Terrell back. Wow. I've been coaching ever since. Wow. So, and what year was that? 2009. 2009, 2010. Same wow. year the uh, Saints won the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah. 2009, 2010. I've been doing it ever since, man. And, you know, obviously it's that cross, right? Man, I still won't. Like, to this day, I still, I, mean, I wish I could just wake up and hoop, right? But my life has been so much more fruitful mm-hmm. now that I'm like, man. I, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Touching lives. Impacting lives. Impacting lives. Plus we old. Yeah. Plus we old. You know what I mean? Plus we old. The leader part I know. Yeah, yeah. And so that was that was just so deep for me, man. Like just being able to pay it forward, man. And right. continue to impact generation after generation after right. generation after generation. And so man, I'm man, I'm so I'm so full. And then <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. We're gonna yep. we're gonna we gonna get to the state championships. Yeah. We're gonna get the Crescent City, how you took over a team that only had three wins. We're gonna, we gonna get into that. Mm. But I wanna go to another uh pivotal point in your life, bro. Well, it, it was in the midst of yep. the state championships. You had a, a close cousin of yours, Brianna Hayes, man. Yeah. Passed away right before the, you was getting ready to go compete for the top twenty eight, bro. Yep. Andrew Lopez, who was, who was one of the best media. The best. 
members that ever come through Louisiana doing yep. this thing for the Hornets and ESPN. Yep. Uh, I got a chance to, to build a relationship with him when I first got in my media journey mm-hmm. at the Top 28. Man, he's doing a hell of a job. He did a story on you on ESPN, bro. Front page. Front page. Mm-hmm. Front page. Front page. I remember seeing it. And uh, I was Front I was page. so excited for you just to see your story get shared and, and people shine a lot on who you are as a person. Uh, but take me back to that. Uh, when you when you find out about your cousin Brianna Hayes because she she passed away on a on a on, on a cruise uh, on a cruise yeah on a cruise and uh, how you dealt with that man getting ready to go compete for a championship look you know and Brianna was my cousin but she was my sister mm-hmm. right my nobody can't tell me anything else that's no my sister um you know and it's crazy because we talk about who kind of cling to me the most. Because Brianna, my brother, Chris and Brianna. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my brother was Brianna's Pyran. Right. So, she clinged to me. And she always was, we always were super close. Close. She clinged to me even more when my brother passed. Right. Um, we were so close. Um, shucks, man. So, come to find out, you know, she was, I want to say, the first person to pass from COVID. In <sighs> New Orleans. In, in New Orleans. In New Orleans area. Right, um, she on a trip. Um, she passed away. I find out about it. And you just think it's fake, man. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Like so much of that stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I'm just about to. I'm pranked. You know what I mean? Like, this this ain't real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was, man. Um, you know, you go, and then it's like, I'm in the middle of a special year. Mm-hmm. At the, not in the middle, but at the end of a special year. Mm-hmm. How can I keep my guys operating at this capacity? So the first thing I told them was nothing. I wasn't going to tell them anything. Because I wanted them to stay focused. I didn't want them to worry about me. You know what I mean? Right. They know your demeanor changed, though. They knew everything. And see, that's the thing, right? When you build a relationship with, with your guys, they know what's up. They know. You. They know what's something to Because me. those wasn't my they, my my players are not my players. I call them my sons, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of relationship I have with them, right? I'm super close with them, so they knew something was wrong. And so, when I was in the locker room, I had to let them know. You know what I mean? Tough moment. Had to let them know, and they seen me vulnerable. But see, for a lot of them, they never seen me like that because I'm always a rock. Mm-hmm. Correct. So always upbeat. Man, it resonated, right? And so, in their lives, for their first time, they were able to be my rock. Hmm. Hmm. The roles reverse. Yeah, the roles reverse. So I was always their rock, but the roles reverse, and they were there for me, man. And it, it was, it was beautiful. That was man. Byron Joshua senior. Byron Joshua, Glenn Rome, yep. Keon. Yep. I mean, Jordan Farrell. Special group. I mean, special group, man. I mean, you know, and those guys, they. You know, it's crazy when my brother passed, my, my teammates was there for me. And when my sister passed, man, my guys were there for me, you know. Um, man, they bought me this plant, um, you know, that just kind of symbolized, you know, um, just what she meant to me. Yep. You know, um, all of them wrote on their shoes. Right. Man, it was just like, it yeah, was, I remember it was yep. man, listen, so it was it. like a movie, man. Like, it was like a movie for real. And it showed me, like, this is, and it was kind of God even sending this, sending a uh, a little ticket. This is what I purposed you to do. 
You know what I mean? Like, this is what I purpose you to do. And look how you impacted these kids' lives. These kids' lives have changed forever more. Beyond basketball. Beyond basketball. Beyond basketball. You know, it's like it things tough. you just can't forecast. You can't forecast it. You can't predict it. You can't forecast it. All you can do is pour in. And when something goes left or something doesn't go your way, you, dang, something happens for you. Yeah. That, you, again, you can't forecast. Yeah. You can't predict it. You can't say, man, this is what I'm supposed to get because I'm coaching. Yeah. No. That ain't how that works. You just pouring in, and some now, now you need something to pour into you. Yeah, man. And how it pours back, like a spring, it's crazy. It's crazy. Cause peep this out. So now we talking about COVID, right? So they're talking about games have to be changed. Mm-hmm. So we're going back and forth. Mm-hmm. One second we can play at Crescent City, but they can't have fans. Then the next second, no, we can't play at Crescent City. We're gonna have to play somewhere else. Man, so much going on. Right, like, I was not, I was in I was in Lake Charles when that was going on, bro. Yeah, right. Now I'm pr- I'm, I'm I'm definitely appreciative that the LHSA let us play mm-hmm. because Don't a lot play of people. Scotlandville, or we play that we play that Lee Lee High. Yeah. We play that Lee, right? So, which was the, which is Liberty now. Liberty now. Yeah, and I'm super appreciative because a lot of people's seasons were canceled. And y'all played with no fans, no fans, right? <laughs> and let me tell you how crazy this is. A lot of those kids came in. Uh, when they were super young. All my guys came in when they were young. And they were at Crescent City when we used to play with no fans. <laughs> so for them, they was like, man, we've been here before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like We used to. We used to it. You no know what fans. I'm saying? So guess what? We're going to be our biggest fans. And, man, those guys were super upbeat. They were loud. They were cheering each other on. Man, it was – listen, it was a real – Tyler Perry, what's happening? Yeah. It was a real movie, You need man. a doc, bro. Man. You really need a doc. <laughs> Once you go ahead and speak that into existence, I'm gonna go ahead and receive I'm, it. I'm thinking, you know, I'm getting, into, I'm in a film now. Come on, mm. I'm in a film, man. I got some things matriculated, man. Come. Got some things matriculated. So we gonna talk. You need a doc, bro. Real man. talk, cause you can't, you can't script that no better. No. <laughs> in the way that Andrew wrote it, I mean, it oh, was it flawless. Was, I don't know how he didn't win an award. Listen. Man, Dick Bartell actually went online and he tweeted and retweeted and, and uh-huh. I mean post. I mean, yep. like he listen. It was. I'm gonna be honest. Was, that's how I saw it. Yeah, Dick <laughs> that's how I saw it. Cause I, yeah. cause I didn't see when you posted it. I saw when Dick Bartell posted. Yeah. I'm like, man, it's so. Dick Bartell. Yeah, yeah. Man, it was crazy, but it couldn't have been scripted any, any better. Any better. And so think about all of those different things going on, all the different emotions going on, and yeah, I still got to figure out. How we gonna bury my sister? It's like you you trying to handle mourning. What happened to your your cousin slash sister, and being happy for your guys at the same all time. at the same time. I don't. That's, I'm out. It's, it's kind of like a weird feeling. I'm out, G. There's a lot of things I can your do. Your emotions I'm all out. over the place. All over the place. I'm out. Can't do it. All over the place, right? So, I'm. And so as we playing a game. Like, and I got to drink a lot of I'm like dehydrated. I'm like, man, <laughs> listen, it was crazy because once they realized, once we realized we was going to play in Baton Rouge, I'm like, man, hold up. We had practice. I said, man, call y'all people. Tell them, pack a bag. We're going to stay in Baton Rouge tonight. That's how fast it happened. We didn't get a chance to play or practice or anything. We didn't have no kind of home home court advantage. <laughs> you know, we were supposed to play at, at Crescent. Mm-hmm. We, was, we was the top seed. No kind of home court advantage. It was just crazy, right? So, go pack a bag. We going. We just got in. We just got in advantage and just left. Play. Them dudes played some of the best basketball they played all no year. No doubt. And 
despite their leader being shaken. And so, you know, that there comes a point in, in, in every season. That's what I tell every team. At the beginning of the season, it's my team. But we have to go. No, no. We have to grow from it being my team to it being your team. team. And the player led program. Player led program. And the great teams I've had, and I had a lot of them, right? They were able to make that transition from coach's team to their team. And they did it, man, flawlessly. This is a 2020. So, whew, I want to know what went until you want to take this job at Christian City, bro. I mean, <laughs> the, the people won three games before you took the job. Yep. It's Crescent City. It's Metairie, baby. Metairie. You know, the location. <laughs> I like the location. I love the location, location, right? Right about Veterans. Yeah. Right about Cliff. You. Yeah. It's, it's good location. It's crazy. But they won three games. Three How games. you going to get kids – to come to Crescent City, you got to a state championship in year four. I want to know because you got a lot of young coaches coming up in the game right now. Mm-hmm. That's either in year one or about to take over a program or has aspirations to take over a program. Mm-hmm. They need the, they need some nuggets, bro. They need some no jewels. Doubt. What you did, bro? They got two gems. To, to, they got to two take gems. over. <laughs> well, <laughs> take over a, a program <laughs> that had three wins yep. and turning into what you did, winning three state championships, five. State championship appearances. In a row. Yes. Sent in a row. Kids Five in a row. Five in a row. Five in a row. Byron Joshua, who's one of my favorite players you ever coached Man. at Alcorn State. And he's cutting still, up. And he's still winning championships. Cutting up. Cutting up. Still winning championships. Two, two in a row. Two in a row. And look, one of the smallest people on the court. Yeah. One of my favorite players to cover in high school basketball since I've been doing media. Yeah. But... Man, drop some jewels first, bro. Like how, well, how how you how you did that? What what's the blueprint? Give me some nuggets. I'm a middle school head coach. Uh, head coach. <laughs> Word. Look, <laughs> look. I'm about no to lie to y'all. Notes. No lie to y'all. Right. So I was at Sophie B. Right mm-hmm. before we had a gym. Mm-hmm. We were practicing outside. Mm-hmm. Basketball's in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. It's cold. Oh, so y'all practicing? At, y'all practicing at the little gym right there, magazine and um. We have a gym. We practice outside. I'm saying they, they, in the they backyard. Got, they got they an outside had, court on had, magazine and um. No, we, it was in, in the, the backyard. It was in the backyard. They had a full court in the backyard. We practice outside in at the Sophie backyard B? at Sophie B. I, I know had about the that. band right here. Had the flag football and everything else over here. I had the cheerleaders over here. I had the flag, and we had a really good band, really good. So think about it. I got they got a street ball court. High court school. Street. I got high school basketball <laughs> players. And they got cheerleaders over here, dance team over here, the band over here. They can't even hear my whistle, man. So, but anyway, uh, shout out to Miss Clark. She she believed in me. She gave my first job. I, man, forever indebted to her. She, uh, man, I love her. So this um, is before Jason Bertrand. Yeah, before. Yeah. So I ended up getting a job at Crescent, right? Um, I took the job because I felt like it was right. I prayed before I took the job, right? I tell anybody, any young coach, don't just take any job. Any job is not a good job. Man, be prayerful and make sure people will be able to invest in your vision. That's important because if you don't have it, no matter how good of a coach you have, if you don't have a good environment around you, you're all, your, your, your growth is always going to be stunned. Gonna, yeah. Right? Gotcha. Um, so I got there, man, and basically they just moved out the way, right? So – you know, no disrespect, but I, the stakes weren't set high, right? <laughs> three games, three games, right? <laughs> three games, and sounds three, familiar. Three and twenty-one to be exact. Three and twenty-one sounds familiar right now. Continue, <laughs> man. You, you, we, we, we think on the same level, right? So beat us out. So I get there, and I'm like, man, you know, I got a good group of kids, right? Weren't, weren't, we didn't have a whole lot of basketball talent, 
Gotcha. But I said, you know what? I can go and get kids that's old and bring them in, but I won't have culture. Gotcha. So I, I wanted to use a lot, utilize the middle school that we had, right? So, man, plus because of the yeah, <laughs> and, and plus of the name that I have in the city, in the state, a lot of those families really wanted their kids to play. So it really didn't take a whole lot of anything. Like you know, all the AAU tournaments was there. Doing what you here? Well, I want my son to be coached by you, right? So those kids and those, they came. And all I did with the first two groups I had was I was super faithful with them. Man, I, I coached them like I was coaching the Golden State Warriors. I coached them. I coached them hard. I coached them like they were, you know what I mean? I, believed I didn't, in them. Yeah, and I believed in them, right? I didn't coach them like... Man, you know, we we just man, I coached them hard, and look, we went from when we won three games the, that that first year before I got there, and I think like the second year we won like fifteen games. That probably was the best fifteen games right? that you was most proud of. Man, listen, and and they had some kids that transferred out, so they had a better team the year before when they won three. We and I had a group, man. They, those kids just bought in. My young guys, they were coming up through the cracks. Listen, they were so my middle school was so good. We was in the league. They didn't let us compete in a championship because we were beating teams so bad. It was it was like that, right? So that's what we had so coming up. So you knew up. it was about to get better. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I seen the silver lining. I seen it. So that Byron Joshua had, must have had been one of them kids on that middle school team. Man, no. Actually, Byron came when he was in seventh grade. Right? Byron played varsity. <laughs> as a seventh grader? As a seventh grader. Damn, I ain't know that. Byron played varsity as a seventh grader, but he failed off his seventh grade year. Uh, he didn't. He didn't finish the whole year, but see, a grade year. Oh man, he was ready. He sounded like uh Tweety Carter. Man, right, he was. That's how Tweety Carter was. That's how Tweety Carter. And listen, he was as a seventh grader. He was giving people. We was playing teams, man. Obviously, we got all these midgets on the court because all the kids young. <laughs> yeah, we all these midgets on the court, man. We playing teams and they don't want to dribble a ball. All these little, these little bitty kids, man, just dinning up, locking up, getting still. They ain't want to dribble a ball, right? And so I was like, man. You know, but here's the thing. I was just faithful with my group that I got there. I was just faithful with them, man. We listen. They was like, "Well, coach, what time we gonna practice? Well, we gonna practice for this time. What, what time is practice? Gonna, practice gonna be over until we get it right. Well, whenever we get it right, it's when practice gonna be over. And, and they was like, "Man, like you believe in us like that?" I said, "I believe in you like that." We ain't win a championship. I don't even know we made the playoffs. But guess what? I coached those kids extremely hard, and I coached them, and so. How you build a program? The way you build a program is you can't ever stop learning. Right. Right? And this is one thing I'm always tell all the young kids. Young, I don't care how much basketball I play, no matter what. The one thing I always knew is this. Kids don't care what you know until they know you care. Right? It's a fact. Fact. As good as a basketball player as I was, they're not going to run through a brick wall for me if they don't know I care about them. Outside of the game of basketball. Outside of the game of basketball. Right? So, once again, all of those kids that played for me, they knew it wasn't no coaching-player relationship. Those were my kids. I would go and pick them up, and we would go do stuff. Right? They called me when they – their parents called me when they got in trouble. I'm going to pick them up. Their parents called me when, they, when things were going good. I was going to pick them up. So, not only did I – uh, discipline them, but I praise them too, and that's important nowadays, especially with this generation. 
because they got a lot that's going on, man. And these kids are going through stuff that we never even faced. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These devices. Right? And so the biggest thing was, like I tell kids all the time, and this is going to be really key, all my young coaches, when you're talking about being a coach, you have to understand, I tell, like I told my team at 35, me teaching you basketball is easy. I want to teach you life, though. And this, and this, this is my preach. Every year I go into coaching, I want to teach you life because it's easy for me to teach you basketball. We're going to be in this gym. But it's going to become easier when you become disciplined in every other area of your life. When you have a set of principles in life that you live by, basketball is going to become even more easier. And the same thing happened with Byron, right? Byron came in and he was raw. And I'm not talking about raw in basketball. I'm talking about raw in life. Mm-hmm. But the principles that we were able to sit down, sit down and set up in his life made him a champion. And I ain't talking about champion on the court. I'm talking about champion in life. That kid beat the odds. I'm preaching Benny. Y'all saying amen right now. Right? Amen. He beat the odds. He wasn't supposed to make it. These kids that's making it, like, those kids I, I had at Crescent City, that wasn't the most sought after kids. Those kids we won championships with. Those kids wasn't the kids that everybody was beating on their door to come get. For real. Those were kids that said, I said, man, give me that kid that want to work. And I'll meet you at the top with the kid that got the big name. <laughs> and all those kids went to college. Wow. That's, that's super powerful. Wow. That's super powerful. And... You know, just touch on. He got, he got three state championships, man. Five, five. You know, finals appearances, bro. Like, five final um, appearances. Talk about what that did for your legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got so much more to accomplish, dog. Like, I mean, it, 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 your story nowhere near finished. Nowhere near finished. But to do Time that close. early on in your coaching career, man, like, talk about what that means to you. Well. I mean, and, and 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 look, I know, I know, it's more about their life than winning the championship. But facts. we, but you're a competitor too. No, for sure, for sure. And we gonna win, you know. <laughs> we gonna win, like, and I tell all the guys, we gonna win at the end of the day. We gonna win because we gonna win in every area of our life. What that meant for me, though, right? It meant purpose, right? And like for me, seeing those kids beat the odds, mm-hmm. seeing those kids like shine, seeing those kids. Cry, mm-hmm. seeing those kids bind, seeing those kids grow, right, meant so much to me. Can't seeing those kids develop, that. right, I couldn't put a price tag on that. So as a young coach, it showed me, man, like all I gotta do is just continue to grow, continue to learn. Man, I'm up every day at five o'clock in the morning, learning. To this day, as much as I accomplish, man, I put a lot of kids in college, right. Mm-hmm. Won championships as a player, as a coach. To this day, I'm still learning. Man, I spend at least 45, and I ain't even going to lie to you, at least 45 minutes to an hour every day trying to learn more stuff about the craft, learning more verbiage, learning how to, how, to, how to be a better coach. Man, you can't ever stop learning. Because the second you stop learning, that's the second you start to die. You got to learn every day, man. You know, um, but what that meant for me and my legacy, I guess, uh, I guess I can answer the question now. Um, it meant everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it showed, you know, when I when I first took a job at Crescent City, or when I first took my head coaching job, somebody told me I wasn't ready. Because mm. Rod Wallace just talked about it. Yeah. Right? From Landry Walker. Landry Walker. Oh, I said Landry Walker. Mm-hmm. It'll be Landry. I'm sorry. It'll be Landry. They told me I wasn't ready, right? 
And so, and it was somebody I really looked up to, mm. right? And so for me, I'm a competitor, right? That put it on my mind that I got to grow. That's all that popped in my mind. I got to grow. So I might not be ready, but I'm going to get ready. I'm going to be ready, right? You stay ready. You know what I'm saying? You stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. And so. Coach um, Luke said that all the time. All the, all time. the time. He coached me, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so for me, that, that spoke volumes. And ultimately, you know, I, I've been able to not just put a school on a map locally or statewide, but we were able to transcend the region and even the nation, man. ESPN, USA Today. You know what I mean? At Crescent like, City. At Crescent, Crescent City. City. Once again, watch how this go back full circle. When I was at Xavier, at this little bitty school, God took me and elevated me and elevated Xavier. When I was at Crescent, this little bitty school, I don't know if anybody even knew what Crescent City was. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Right? I didn't. Watch this. I ain't gonna lie to you. Nothing about it, though. Didn't even know what Crescent City was, right? Couldn't tell you how to find a place. No way it is to do. Elevating that school to a national platform. To this day, that school is okay. And I feel good about what I've been able to accomplish because to this day, guess what? The school is in good hands. Because Russ benefiting from it yep. right now. You know what I mean? That's and so for me, there. for me, that's what it's about. I left that place better than, than it ever was. Than it ever was. Better than you found it. Better than I but found it, right? The thing I want to talk to you about, Coach, is the sacrifice that coaches got to make. A lot of people don't want to talk about the sacrifice that you have to make, not just for basketball, but in your personal life. Yep. I think a lot of kids, a lot in of your marriage, your marriage. Talk about the sacrifices you have to make to get to not just five consecutive state champions in a row, but that journey with a lot of these kids that people don't want to talk about. Man, and shucks, I'm going to be transparent with y'all. Listen, I understood. It's hard to find somebody. Thank God for my wife. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find somebody that understands the grind, right? And your purpose. And your purpose. Yeah. If you don't have somebody that understands what it takes to actually be a, I ain't say a great coach, a good coach. A good coach. You're going to be winning championships and winning games and miserable. You're going to be praised in the street. And you're gonna go home feeling like a peasant, because at the end of the day, you not you gotta it all gotta make sense. It all gotta flow. It all gotta work. Right. And you gotta make sure that your home is just as taken care of as what you're doing at work. No doubt. You know what I mean. No doubt. And so, but I'm but I, I'm I'm gonna tell you how, how crazy this is. Right at the peak of what I was doing, if I would have stayed at Crescent City, we would have won three more. In a row. Mm-hmm. Right? In a row. Now, I took, you know, I had some of those kids that was with me at Crescent City, and we were on a national platform with SDA. Right? I believe in the vision God gave me so much that I was willing to go bankrupt. And I don't think I ever said on any platform. I was willing to take everything that I have, my family, and invest into SDA. Everything. It hurt. The sacrifice is, you know, like think about it. We men, mm-hmm. right? So I'm. A, I providers. always, I always was yeah. able to provide. I always yes. made good money. 
Always. Always. And so I found myself in foreign situations. I gave up what I had for this vision, the sacrifice. And my wife understood. My kids understood. But as a man, it was like, dang, how am I make this work? How oh, make this work? Man, I better make this work. You know what I'm saying? I gave everything to it, y'all. Right? Two years, my first year at SDA, we won 20, 25 plus games. We played a national circuit. I'm just talking about the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. We played a national circuit. Y'all know, y'all know, y'all know football and basketball. The D League kids are African American. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all know that most African Americans come from single parent households. Correct. Mm-hmm. So you know they can't pay tuition. Right. Correct. Correct. So where you think that money come from? Right. So when you're on a trip, that kid can't pay for this McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Correct. That gotta come from that coaching from his coach. family. Right. Coach. So, you know, it's crazy because even as a man, I struggled mentally because I was like, man, I'm giving up my last. Should I be giving this to my kids? My biological kids? For real. You know what I'm saying? And so, that's why so I'm about to go even deeper. That's why having a mate that understand purpose and your commitment and your calling is important because I didn't have anything. Right? Now, people, you know, think about if you look at the SDA page and all we was able to do in in, in three years, because we still have it, right? Everybody would think that, man, you know, man, they rocking and rolling. They, they seen the kind of car we drive, the house we live in. Man, they got it going. But no, I did that because, first of all, I was called to do that. But second of all, I understood the sacrifice. And my wife understood the sacrifice. And my kids understood the sacrifice that it was going to take for us to be productive and do what we were called to do. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, damn, bro. Dropping some jewels. Listen, 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 G, and like I said, I ain't never talked to, about this on no platform. No doubt. Dude, I lost my car. I lost houses. I lost all kind of things because I understood that this was bigger than just me. It was purpose. Mm-hmm. It was bigger than just me. It was Louisiana. It was bigger than just me. It was national. To the point where last year, man, dude, we got a phone call from IMG. Shout out to JT, my guy JT, man. JT Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got called by IMG to go play at IMG. That's purpose. So it all paid forward. But the sacrifice, the, the sacrifice is grand, man. And I kind of want to kind of piggyback on this subject, bro, because um, I was married for four years. Got a I married for seven. Got a divorce, and uh, I think a big part of it was because of when I started my media company. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my passion. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. I thought I prayed about it. I feel like, you know, that's what God wanted me to do. And it wasn't. It wasn't just about media. It was about how I could touch and impact kids yeah. and the trajectory of their lives, right? Um, and that's something. Right now, at 39 years old, I'm still trying to figure out and finding another me. Hmm. So I'm asking you, bro, like, you know, how do you figure that part out, finding that me that understands your passion, understand that's going it, 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 you know, it, I might take 16 hours out of the day to, to, to do what I'm doing. It, I might be gone, you know, out of town. I might be Correct. with 
other kids besides our kids at certain times of the week. And I, I need you to understand, like, how do I navigate? You know, figure that out. Figure that. Well, the first thing you gotta do, you gotta pray. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pray, and you gotta know what you gotta know what you're looking for, right? And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big, firm believer in prayer. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta pray for your spouse. You gotta pray for what you're looking for. You need to write that down, and you need to, you need to pray. Like this is, this is the woman that I'm looking for. You know what I mean? This is the woman that I need, and I'm telling you, you pray on it, it's gonna happen for you. It might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but it's coming. That person that you've been praying for is coming because at the end of the day, like you doing this, right? Because not because you want glory, not because you want fame, but you're doing this because you're you're touching lives. lives. Right? These cameras are around here, not because you want shine. These cameras are around here because you're telling stories that's changing lives. And God gonna honor that. And God gonna honor you with the right person. But you just gotta, you just gotta stay ready, stay steadfast, and you gotta understand, you know, who you are and what you're trying to do at all times. And I'm telling you, it's gonna happen, man. Um, I know that sounds cliche. No, no, no. I know it sounds cliche, no. but that's real. You know what I'm saying? Cause the right person, they're gonna understand. They're gonna understand that, man. You know, dude, I live in Baton Rouge. I commute back and forth to Baton Rouge every single day. You sacrifice coming on this podcast tonight. Every day. Your wife understood that tonight? She understood. Well, my, <laughs> well, my, my, you know, my son played uh, for Southern Lab, so he got a game up in uh, Avoye, so oh, right. she out there. Okay. And I'm, but she understood. Like, she, like, if I say I have X, Y, and Z to do, man, she, all right, just don't be too Shout late. out to your wife, man. Shout, shout out to you. Shout, shout out, out to your wife, man. We need more like you. We need more like you. You hear that, I'm, I'm, I'm about to play. <laughs> Listen, your husband just inspired me. I'm going, I'm, I'm. You know, which I already do pre, but I'm about to yeah. be specific in my prayer. Write and, you a list out. And what you just told me, I'm putting it on my bathroom window, on bathroom wall, or bathroom mirror. Mirror. I was just about to tell you that. Write it out and make it. So I can look at it every day when I'm brushing every my day, teeth. and speak it. No doubt, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm do it. I'm gonna take a picture and send it to you. Fact. Show it to your wife. I will. It's like We that. talked about it on Family Podcast. There it is. <laughs> she coming. So you gotta get ready. You know, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I, I'm gonna stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. There you go. There you go. You feel me? We speaking jewels on Come family on, podcast, man. Put on. Come with it. Man, you did something. Man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. When you came and you started the the Sean Dumas Academy, uh, I was so. What's the word I'm looking for? When you was excited, I think I kind of want to use appreciative mm-hmm. because. When you see people start uh, schools, and this is, you know, not to pull a race card or anything like that. I don't want nobody to think that's what I'm trying to do. But when you see an African-American yeah. uh, start a school. That's uh, of your peers. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and doing it the right way and it's about the right thing. I was appreciative of that. Because yeah. it's something to brag on. Because I got a lot of friends Facts. on. I got a lot of friends in Atlanta. Texas, California, correct. You know, everywhere, and it is. It feels good to be like, man. We got a, we got a, we got a, 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 a school that a just school. started that an African American created. Yep. Sean Doom is named it after itself. Yes. You know, he black, got these, he got these guys, history. he got these guys walking around with with, with, with button ups and ties on, doing it the right way, doing the right them, way, playing a national schedule, 
um, it felt good to see you doing something like that, man. Talk about what went into that and what inspired you to do that and and uh, what you learned from that experience of, of starting Sean Dumas Academy. Man, it's crazy. I didn't even realize, y'all. You know, people began to re- remind me that when I was in college, I was telling people I was going to have a, the first national prep school in Louisiana. For us? Man, listen. So you've been saying this. Man, I've been Power saying Power of the Trying to tell y'all, speak it. Man, it's the size of a mustard seed. Yeah. Man, listen. Lord. And I remember it was crazy because I was contemplating when I was at Crescent because when I first got to Crescent, a lot of the kids struggle, you know, with the, the culture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just keep it real. And academically, you know, a lot of the kids were behind. Um, and so I contemplated starting my own homeschool because at Crescent City, you can have homeschool kids play. Oh, so I contemplated starting my own homeschool and letting all the kids do homeschool with me, while, um, and then after school they would come to Crescent City and play for Crescent. City. I thought about it, right? But mm-hmm. it never came to to fruition. So, man, um, once again, a God moment. Peep this out. So, uh, I'm coaching, uh, live on Florida Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, this when we was in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Got Corey Chess and all them dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Them, them dudes, them dudes with dudes, man. Mm-hmm. Fred Payne, mm-hmm. Cam, John Kelly, Derry Bird, man, guys, man, right? So I'm sitting down and I was frustrated about something. And I was talking to my now wife, she was my, my girl back then. And I said, Man, I'm just so frustrated about X, Y, and Z. I said, I wish I could just start my own school. She said, Do it. Think about it. I'm yeah. like, what you mean, do it? Do it. What you mean, do it? Not that easy. Not that easy. It's small, baby. Like, come on, now. She said, let's do it. Oh. And she was serious. She wasn't saying, like, you go do it. She was like, let's do let's it. Let's do, do it. it. Together. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Oh, man. And my wife do all my content and stuff. I mean, my wife's like, she cold-blooded. Like, she do like, a lot of my, my graphics and stuff like that. And so. Why your podcast be looking so nice like that? Man, listen. Shout out to your wife again, man, for the yeah. second time, Listen. Bro. Man, I've been a little envious of your podcast. I just want to let you know. Man, look, and you know, I do my podcast in Gonzalez, man. Um, For real? Shout out to yeah, my like guy, it. D. Montreal. Yeah, I like, and, it. I like uh, it, bro. I like it. I like it. I, 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 I love the passion. Man, listen, we got to do a collab for real. No real talk. Real Let talk. me know whenever. Yeah, for sure. Um, we ended up, <laughs> I ended up meeting this guy, right? He wanted me to take Crescent City because he heard about Crescent City. To Texas to play in these events because he have all the best teams in Texas. So I'm on the phone after her, after me and her talk. I'm like, girl, you tripping? Whatever, whatever. So we hang up the phone. I said, well, I'm gonna call this guy because I want to schedule a game in Texas. I want to go to Texas this year. Mm-hmm. So I called him. I was like, yeah, man, I'm thinking about starting my own league. I mean, I'm starting. I'm thinking about starting my own my own school, but a national prep school. He was like, man, we need to talk because I got my own national prep school league. I said, man, get out of here. Get out of here. We got off the phone. He said, we're going to talk. I said, look, I'm in. I think I, I think it was in the app. I don't know where we were. I said, when we get back, I'm going to call you so we can chop it up. And I called my wife back. I'm like, babe, you're not going to believe this. So she's like, you serious? All right, we're going forward with it. We started putting together. We got back. We started putting together the content. Man, we got in the league. And it was just like, it was just everything just happened so fast, right? Um, and But I was really strategic about making sure I did it the right way. Right. So I. I had a lot of kids that wanted to come, like, right now, right? 
and I could have took kids from different schools because they wanted to come. Like, they wanted to come. I'm not even going to say name. Nah, but they wanted, they wanted to, come. to come. They wanted to come. But I said, you know what? I want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't want no, everybody in the neighborhood, everybody in the hood saying, man, Sean came and stole my... Right, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think about it. Like, I'm coaching on a Nike circuit, so I got a lot of kids that's asking, like... a lot of connections, a like, lot of relationships. Yeah, a lot of kids like, man, what's, what's, what's this SDA you talking about? You know what I'm saying? What's this SDA? A national prep school in Louis... Coach, y'all won't come. Right? But I wanted to do it the right way. So what I did was, I took the kids that I recruited from Crescent, and then it just so happened that, you know... um, Kyron Ratliff was at Dream Christian, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. So he came with me, and it just didn't. Ha- it just happened that Alize and Melo were, uh, they were at Helen Cox, and they transferred. Jeez. They were ineligible, and then they came with me. It just so happened, <coughs> all this stuff happened by chance. Things happen in your favor. Cox right. is closing anyway. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All this stuff happened, right? And so I'm like, man, all this stuff come together, and I said. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it with excellence. Yes. We're going to do it with, you know, people going to say they did that and it was done in a way that's never been done. So I wanted school to be done a different way. I felt like school was, kids were being institutionalized in school, mm. right? Because when you think about it, when you go to college, you don't have to walk in straight lines. You don't have to ask your professor to go to the back. You know what I'm saying? You, you, like, you, sometimes you're in classes and watch this. My, le- my niece goes to LSU and all her classes online. That's getting more common. It's more common these days, right? Ever since COVID, a lot of it's become more popular, right? So school has completely changed, and we have to change. So I wanted to do school in a completely different way, where kids wanted to come to school and kids wanted to learn, right? And so it was crazy because man, the guys were like, they loved it. They came to school every single day and they wanted to learn, but we had some barriers. Some of the barriers was one, our kids were so far behind academically. Mm. That the programs and stuff that we use, they were falling behind academically because it was a lot of stuff that was their grade level that they wasn't, you know, uh, their grade level or a little bit above that they wasn't, they, they they weren't there yet. And so, you know, we had to really put in overtime and get people in to come and make sure we catch them up to where they need to be at. Um, but what I can say about that experience, man, in these three years, the one thing I learned is that a lot of people say. They desire to have things, but in Louisiana, a lot of people don't support, man. Yep. You know, um, and I was super blessed, man, to to be able to to do it and be financially set in a situation where I was able to do it, um, despite the sacrifice, despite everything that 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 kind of took place. I was yep. blessed to be able to say, man, you know, we were able to do it with excellence and. What excellence it was. Right. Um, you know, last year, y'all, you my first year, you know, uh, you know, Kyron went play for UL. You know, last year we put fifteen kids in college. Mm-hmm. I think that's a Louisiana record for yep. basketball. I don't think that's ever <clears throat> been done in the history of Louisiana for basketball. Fifteen kids in college. Fifteen kids? That's a lot of kids. Man, let me tell y'all, one kid was working at a warehouse in Gonzales. Hmm. He thought his dream of playing basketball was over. He was working in a warehouse. He came and played prep on a post-grad team. That kid's in college, man. Two. He's in college. 
right? I t- so I wanted to start this thing where the community will be, they, they will be proud of it, right? No doubt. Man, Dumas ain't coming just jacking everybody's kid. Dumas came and he did it the right way. And I really expected, like, I really expected a lot more people to get behind it. You know, it's not a, it's not a sour story. It's a, it's a no, great story. It's, it's a great, great story. story. You know what I'm saying? Learning experience. Yeah. Year two, same thing. You know, we had to restructure some things of, of how we did school. We had to actually go to, you know, shout out to Miss uh, Miss Freelo at Life of Christ Christian Academy. We partnered with Life of Christ, and our kids actually went to school there um, during the day. And then afterwards, you know, we partnered with you know Life of Christ. NCAA certified everything, had all the credentials, and our kids graduated, man. It was great. It was a great experience, right? But I just, I think that the biggest thing I was kind of expecting was more support. More support. For something of this kind. This was the first, right? This was the first of its kind. And so I expected, like, more people to kind of, like, buy in, especially because it was done the right way. And I, and I know you got rid of the high school portion, but you, you still got the post grad. Still got the post grad. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about still having a post grad and managing, coaching high school, school basketball. basketball. I mean, thirty five. Like how how difficult that is. It, it is, man. It's difficult because you know, um, people still down here don't know what it is, right? So having. Like my, I'm about to brag. I'm about to brag again. Well, no, well, you my post grad, got a kid from my area, uh, uh, from Ellender. Uh, I can't believe I forgot his boy's name. What the hell? Um, uh, Ellender High School. RJ. RJ. Kasut. Oh, little um, and he and he actually he's actually not there no more. Um, he's not here. He's not. He's not at uh. Yeah, he went to college. Okay, okay. He ended up going to college. Yeah, but right? I know he was coming. But now. he was coming. Yeah. Right, yeah. little Richie. Yeah, Richie, Richie was nice. Richie, Richie Hampton. But Richie Hampton, Hampton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Crazy, man. Peep this out. When you talk about, we we, we, we ended up going, um, <laughs> people still don't know what prep school is down here. Right. Correct. <laughs> so, but I'm a brag. I'm a brag because last year, not only did we elevate all of our players, Right. Our post grad coach is at Dillard, so our mm. coaches even got elevated, mm. and that's that's how you know you're doing something right. That's how you know you, that's when you're operating in purpose. You see the right. fruit of it, right? right? So the fruit, you see yep. the fruit. So, man, it was challenging finding a coach this year because Coach Kobe coached at the, you know, Kobe Robinson. He coached college, and he he was familiar with prep school, okay. so he was able to make the adjustment and make come adjustment. in. Right, but a lot of people don't know what prep school is, mm-hmm. and they don't have the idea. So it's like, man, when I'm, I'm interviewing coaches, they still like, man, what is this? You know, like prep school, like what you know. And so happen to explain the whole thing. But man, we got two really good coaches, Coach Joe, man, and uh, Coach Hunter. Those those guys are doing a great job now. Um, but talking about managing that, why I got a whole load over at 35. Mm-hmm. It man, it's. it's it's more smooth now, but it was a it was a headache, man. Just trying to make sure Manage everything over that. here was smooth, while making sure this is going the way it need to go. You know, so it was definitely a headache. But I, you know, things things are definitely going up. Man, it, it's it's been I've been thoroughly <laughs> impressed with hearing the details in your story. I know I know a good bit of it, and uh, to hear you tell it and uh, go into detail about you know some of the trials and tribulations for yes. us. Your relationship, um, you know, how, you know, when your brother died in college, how that affected you and how that changed you and how you started looking at, at life in a different perspective. Right. Uh, 
I think people that's gonna watch this podcast, man, gonna be able to taste a lot, a lot. It's a blessing from man. from a lot from hearing, <laughs> hearing your story, bro. And like I said before. Uh, that's why we do this, you know, for y'all to, for people to come on here and tell their stories, tell their stories, um, to entertain, but but to inform, they, and educate. educate before we more. go, we got to get into what? Koshawn Faze. Koshawn's favorites. Man. All right, let's go, man. Here we go. Here we go. Koshawn Faze. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Favorite basketball player of all time, no matter what level. Jordan. All day. All day. Indisputable. Yeah. No, hold, hold, hold. Jordan. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Jordan. <laughs> See, I see that. But they got this little light-skinned dude, man, about six foot three, that remind me of uh, us, regular people. I saw this on your podcast. Man, this dude, man, named Steph Curry. I don't know if y'all know this dude. Steph yeah, Curry? Steph Curry. Yeah. I think I man, might know him. This Tra- dude. Li- this little transcendent guy. Little tra- listen. <laughs> the transcendent guy. Who revolutionized the who game. Revolu- <laughs> man, he is a video game, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, it's Jordan, but it's like 1A and 1B to me. Ooh. I don't care what nobody say. That's me. That's my fate, right? Yeah. My fate. Man, Steph Curry revolutionized the game. And like, I listen, I, when I'm watching Steph Curry, I think I'm playing Madden. Not Madden. Uh, 2K. 2K. I think I'm playing 2K, man, on rookie. <laughs> when this you play. This guy here is what? It's, it's something else. Man, Yo, watch out, man. Gotcha. Steph Curry. Favorite sneaker all the time? Um, Jordan Wands. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't nobody wear ones like that back in the day. Thanks. But everybody wear ones today. Man, but the What's ones, up with this? Like, man, like Coach Rob said, man, you can wear them with a suit. Can. You can wear them with some shorts. You can wear them with some pants. Like, those, you can, those you can wear them with the anything. Those are the facts. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think some Jordans, they kind of bulky, right? And you got to wear them with a certain thing. Yep. Ones, 13. they just, the way, yeah, the you way can't they wear just, with everything. you can't wear, like, the Don't way matter. they just kind of mesh to your foot, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's the, it's the, it's the way they just kind of. But yeah. you can't hoop in them. Hell, I listen. I ain't never hooping Jordans. No. I ain't never. Y'all hooping Jordans? I, I, no, I used to say that back in the day when I was in high school. I'm like, dog, y'all playing? Can't hoop them. They, play, they playing in the taxis and. The, I'm like, listen, what y'all doing? I, I never played in a pair of Jordans in my life. I would nah, never do that. Nah, nah. Ne- so, I'm walking around in Jordans. I'm walking. I'm walking in Jordans. I ain't playing. Well, dog, you so, got Yeezys on your feet right now. I got Yeezys on my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I got some Yeezys. I, I like I like Yeezys too. I me like too, me these, too. these. These my favorite Yeezys. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Like this model. Yeah, yeah. I like the zebras. I got I got that pedal. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got that yeah, pedal. Yeah. About the zebras. That's you know that's the original. That's the original. So so bad. Um, you know I need a pair of zebras on my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wish no doubt. Thinking, huh? <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Favorite movie all time. Major pain. I just seen some. I seen somebody post got something no about. Got no worries, got no stress. Yeah, major I just pain. seen a little clip of major pain on social media recently. Son. Man, so the funniest scene in the movie. All them slugs in his mouth. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I didn't say. I'm sorry, Mr. Handicap. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. You speak sign language. Do you read lips? Well, let me break it down. <laughs> you don't answer me. me. <laughs> nah, talk, talk to you. <laughs> In your ass. Is that I'm clear, gonna have to, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to make sure I go show my son and my daughter this movie. Dog, yeah, I mean, what? Listen, it's the most comedy movie you will see. I'll be forgetting my major pain. I'll be forgetting my major pain. That came out like 95, 96. 95. Something like that. From start to finish, it's not this Damian Wayans. It's nine. He played that con- role. He played that role. Yes. It is 
comedy. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Major it is. pain, boy. But you can learn so much from that movie as a coach, too. Yeah. 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 He says this thing that was crazy, right? I'm, I'm going to show this before one of the games. So my players, I need y'all to peep, peep this out. He was like, uh, they was like, well, Major, uh, you know, what's her name? Rachel was like, well, Major, uh, they're they going to hate you. He was like, well, at least they'll come together for something. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Well, he's, Bad publicity better than no publicity. What? At least they'll come together, right? And so at the end of the day, as crazy as he was, his whole goal, his whole thing was for them to come together. No matter how it happened. Come on, man. No matter how it happened. Whether they hated him or, you know, but then he, he showed them mm-hmm. that he really cared about them. And that's when he really at came the end. together. At the end. At the end. So, so why you come back? So it did. So why you come back? <laughs> so it did. And maybe I like you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Don't push the maybe. Look, maybe. Cole, you need to go get them slugs. Like, I'm about to go get them. Look. <laughs> Saturday, I'm walking in practice. With the slugs. They were like, Coach, what's wrong? Maybe I like you. Yeah. Maybe. I'm going to call like you slug it. for thug. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> favorite coach of all time that made the most impact on you no matter what level? Dan Jackson. Bernard mm-hmm. Griffith. St. Augen Xavier. St. Augen Xavier. St. Purple me, golden white me. Ooh. All day. Yeah. What, what, what coach Griffin in now? Man, Coach Griff used to come. Man, Coach Griff came to my practices last year. Man, Coach Griff came in and, and and for a whole day, man, and he practiced my my guys for me. So Coach Jackson, I mean Coach uh, Coach Griff, showed me that he was tough on us. He was like major pain on us, mm-hmm. but like he really meant once you leave, I'ma still be here for you. Man, Griff still called me to this day. Hey man, checking on me. What? You know what I'm saying? To this I mean day, a lot. dude, I graduated I mean in 2004. That dude still got my number. 19 years later. And Coach Dan Jackson at Tugaloo? Tugaloo, yeah. Tugaloo. And, and guess what? He got one of my players, Derrick Burdett Jr. Souls, but that soul is, though. Yeah. And, man, look, Jackson Jackson showed me the craft, mm-hmm. right? He showed me how to um, get guys to buy in. He showed me the brotherhood behind. Now, St. Augustine showed me the brotherhood, but Jackson showed me the brotherhood behind the team and how to really get people to really buy in. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. man? Like, and, and I'm 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 appreciative because I learned so much from both of them. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, toughest player you ever went against? In the actual game, or just like pick up a? No matter, no, no, matter, no, matter, no matter, no matter, no matter. I probably have to say uh, Bolesta, Michaela, and DJ. Little brother, that's two good ones. Two good ones. Yeah, Bo. I played against Bo and I played against DJ, so yeah. I, I I know man, what you're talking. But you know, about. Me, me and Bo had some battles, man. And Bo, man, one thing about and it's crazy because Bo's like, man, push me, dog, push me. Everybody always tell me, push me, like, go at me, and I'm gonna go at you. Like we used to be in the summers, man, go at me, and I'm gonna go at you. Don't take it easy on me, dog. Go at me, and it was crazy because like in my mind, like that's like that's that's Bo how was the guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bo but Bo saw, Bo you know, Bo older than me. Bo saw something in me like, Doomers, go at Sean, go at me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To this day, man, Bo still come to the gym and, and do stuff with, with my guys, man. Mm-hmm. Sean, go at me. Mm-hmm. No doubt. DJ, same thing. DJ, I was on FaceTime. I was on FaceTime with DJ uh, like two days ago, man. FaceTime on me. He was talking to the guys, giving them some words, you know? That's what's up, bro. That's big. That's big. That's big. And somebody like him who's not super tall, not physically imposing, doesn't play above the rim. 
that had a, that played in a league over ten plus, 10 plus years, years. Four, fourteen years. You know what I mean? Like, and could still play if he wanted to. Yeah, correct. Yeah, bro. Like, so he back in New Orleans? No, he, he in Houston. He in Houston. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Uh, favorite comedian of all time? Man, it's a toss up between Kevin Hart and Mike Epps. See, Mike Epps, like your uncle at, a, at, a, at the family reunion, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Mike so all this stuff is improv, too. But Kevin Hart, man, like, I think he just changed the game, man. Mm-hmm. He, That's two Kevin Hart's in a row. Yeah. yeah. So Rob said that. Rob said Rob Kevin Hart. He changed the game. Hart. I think Kevin Hart is, the, is like this generation's Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. He's, like their, he's like their guy. Yeah, yeah man. He's like, I think all the kids who are doing skits and doing reels on IG or if you came from the Vine and all that other stuff, I think your guy that you look Did up to you is Kevin. Did you see Kevin. the clip with him and Dine? I posted it on Instagram. When he having an interview with Dine, uh, your boy that played Earl Manigault. Uh, uh, Don Cheeto. Bro, they listen. don't... <laughs> listen. They in an interview, bro. He like, damn. No, he like, bro, damn. This is you got sent it to me. He was like... He saw Don start talking about how old he is. He was like, I'm 52. He was like, damn. He was like, damn. <laughs> so Don was like, <laughs> and then Kevin Hart like, I'm sorry. He's like, my bad. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. And he was like, nah, like nah, you meant it like that. <laughs> and like, they kind of like start having like a bag and forth, bro. At first, I thought it was a joke. Yo, it wasn't a joke at first. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke. Yeah, it wasn't a joke. Look it, it up, bro. Look it, it up. It just happened. On my way home, I'm going to listen to it. They had like a one-on-one exclusive. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. He's like, I was dying. The way Kevin Hart said it, he's like, damn. No, he said, damn. Kevin damn, Hart. nigga, you old. <laughs> he was like, like, you know what I'm saying? He gonna say what you thinking. That's it, that's yeah. him. He gonna say what you yeah, thinking. Yeah, listen, his reaction was authentic though. That's the yes. problem. It was authentic. Yes. And what? But once he see Don with man for real, man for real, he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. I promise. I was <laughs> they started talking about like the, the verse. How you say damn? He was like, he said you said damn. He, like, he was like, no, I didn't. I didn't say it like that. He's like, like, I said, I said damn. He's like. He like you keep lowering your voice. He's like, I didn't say damn. But bro, his original reaction, yes. dog. Look at it. I'm going home and watch yes, it. Look his it up, original dog. reaction but it was, was like, like, I don't know if you watched the whole interview. I watched the whole interview. It was a really good interview. Really good one. That point is hilarious. Listen. I ain't know Don was that old. Oh. That boy 52. Listen. God, I understand why Kevin Hart reaction was. He's like, damn. <laughs> he was, when he played Earl Manigal, he had to be what, about 18, 17? Yeah, he had to be. Listen, oh, jumped on top was, of the listen, listen, he had a clip in the Golden, in the Golden Girls. That's how old he is. He did? He was in the Golden Girls. Never knew Wow. That. He was in yeah, the Golden Girls. Yeah. He got old money. Yeah. No wow. doubt. Favorite place to visit? <laughs> we like, I mean, tears over here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Miami. South Damn. Beach. Man, a lot of people say Miami. Yeah, Miami. Boy, listen, boy, nothing like South Beach, boy. For Lauderdale, Miami. Miami. Boy, it's about Miami. Hollywood, Florida, boy. Listen. MIA, it's 305. Yeah, Miami. Miami is my favorite place to visit. But I'm, I, you know, we're back in the basketball world, we always go to Atlanta. Okay. Yep. okay. Yep. That's where all the tournaments and stuff at. Yep. A lot yeah, of I've seen AJ going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. Two, Two different reasons. Two different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Two different reasons. <laughs> Last but not least, man. Uh, if Sean Dumas wasn't coaching basketball, what would Sean be doing with his life? And I be pastoring, man. You know, I got shout out to Shake the Heavens Ministry. That's my that's my virtue ministry. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But if I wasn't playing basketball, I'd be doing that. But uh, and I'd be one. I'd be one of the you know the old guys in the gym. Like still hooping, still hooping, cheat, cheat, cheating. 
<laughs> nine young buck, nine young buck. You stepped out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I be doing. Pulling all the, pulling nah, all the nah. rules on. No, yeah, no. but nah, I, I think that. But I think um, five Gatorade packs on the side. Yeah, and I, I be doing something <laughs> in real estate. I, I like, I, I, I like Flipping houses. And stuff yeah, like man, that. I, I love real estate, man. Yeah. I really love real estate. Yeah. Well, though, yeah. man, powerful, powerful, powerful uh, podcast today, bro. Uh, I knew this was gonna happen this week. That's why I wanted to get you on. Uh, man, I'm excited for your journey that you about to embark on at yes. 935. I will be coming cover some games, bro. Appreciate that. Uh, to give to give y'all some the proper pub that y'all that y'all deserve, dog. And uh, uh, I think that your trials and tribulations and, and the different adversity that you went through in your life, man. Uh, I know people that watch this podcast, bro. They're gonna be able to take something from it. Uh, I'm rooting for you, dog. Uh, shout out to, to, to some of the jewels you dropped on me and some of the people that yes. that's, that's trying to find that one. Come that on, one. right? Come on. Right? We're going to speak that into existence. I'm going to find speak. that one. You is. I'm, I'm all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Still exploring the war. G. I don't want to grow old. I don't want to grow old by myself. Man, look. I just I feel you. Yeah. You know? But appreciate you, bro. You could have been doing a lot of things, man. And and I, I didn't even, it didn't even dawn on me that you live in, in Baton Rouge. Rouge. You know what I mean? Rouge. And you drive to the city. Yeah. Two yeah. years, baby. Yeah. So, so for, two years. Yeah. For, so for you to sacrifice your time, man, to come on here 35. and fellowship. Yeah, for you to sacrifice your time to come on here and yeah. fellowship with us, man, and, and drop the jewels and the knowledge that you did tonight, uh, I don't take that for granted. I don't take that for granted and at we all, definitely got to get you back on in the near future, man. Oh, uh, for sure. And I got to get y'all on two plays ahead. Man, let me yes. know. Let me know, man. Let me know. I got to get yes. my guys I'm always on two that, yes. I'm always that way. I'm always that way. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I'm always well, that way. Well, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, just let me we know, We're going to make bro. it happen, We're going to make it happen, for sure. For sure. Thank man. y'all for having me, man. Um, And, and once again, man, I, you know, I, I feel... I feel special now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got it yeah. all out. Yeah, because the first time was virtual. Yeah, yeah it's virtual. Yeah, I got yeah, virtual. And not like when you get invited to the house. No, you know what I'm saying? Correct. No, well, I got no, invited correct. to the house. No, so I'm no, special. Right. This is very therapeutic for me. Yes. I am special. It was therapeutic for me. Those are the facts. Last time it was virtual, you still had country day. Putting no, it no. Up. Crescent City. Crescent City. I'm sorry. Crescent City. Crescent City. Come on now. Come on But you was at Crescent City. Now we at 35. And man, listen, time has passed. 3-5 pride, baby. There it is. Say it with your chest. You got to say it with your chest. Look, we coming. First game of the season. It's Jamboree, baby. November 9th. You got, man, y'all got to be there. So who, y- who y'all got? Who, who in the Jamboree? Shh, let me tell you right quick. I wanna, y'all hosting it? Be hosting it, yeah. yeah, yeah. We got the biggest Jamboree. So if be right, call. We know it's not McMahon. McMahon is in it. Oh. Yeah, McMahon is in it. Man, yeah. Listen, the, the, th- the 35 Jamboree is the biggest Jamboree. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, the biggest yeah, yeah, Jamboree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hospitality room is like through oh, the roof. Oh, what? So, we'll make sure that hospitality room comes man, Woo, Listen, Woo ain't playing no you game. You going to have a McKenzie chicken? No, man. Everything getting catered. Ooh, like, ooh, they, okay, they, okay, Country okay. Day, Holy Cross, Booker T, Kennedy, St. Aug, Newman, Carr, Bonneville. Yeah, so it'll be right. Be right. Uh, Warren Easton, McMain. Oh, yeah. And the finest, 35. Y'all got the, y'all got the headliner. 35. We can we gonna get used to that. No doubt. No doubt. Y'all already know what it is. Listen, it's FanView Podcast. Y'all already know what it is. Listen, get locked in. FanView Podcast if you're on YouTube. FanView Podcast if you're on IG. FanView Podcast if you're on TikTok. It's FanView Nolo if you are on X. No longer Twitter. Right. Also, still FanView Podcast if you're on Facebook. Don't forget to follow G Sports. I can't help you if you need the box, baby. If you're in the box, you're in the rock, I can't help you. 25K by 2024, man. I'm at Listen. 22. Well, I just got the 23K. 22, got 23K. So, so I'm trying to get the 25K by 2024. Two more K. 
Come on, man. Help me. Like help, help a brother out. Like 2K. Yeah, help my brother out. Two help more brother K. Out. Listen, yep. don't forget the Fives Fan View podcast. And listen, if you're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, each and every episode is dropped each and every Friday for 3 o'clock, 3.30. Listen, we can't help y'all. We can't stop. Won't we stop. Won't stop. And don't forget to follow my man, Coach Sean Dumas, man. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Coach Sean Dumas on Instagram. Coach, uh, Sean Dumas B-Ball on, on X. Hopefully I can get at least 5K. <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at three right now I'm bad with social media man. I gotta, I gotta get better It's, so, it's uh, all good Yeah It's all good baby It's all good But listen That's our episode guys We out Till next time It's a fan view podcast G-Sport man We out Construction is here for you with a brand new offer. We now provide affordable storage sheds. Stop wasting your money on overpriced storage units and portable containers. Step Construction can provide you with a custom shed that will fit your budget and storage needs. So contact Step Construction today at 504-340-5809 for your own personal quote. Let us help you take the next step at Step Construction. It's that boy Fred, host of FanView Podcast. Tune in to the NOTN app. Weekdays, 3.30 for the FanView Podcast. Go to NewOrleansTalkNetwork.com to watch more episodes of FanView Podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and watch.